All right, we're rolling to hour number two. Puck and gas from the Carter Volkswagen Studio. Curtis Crabtree holding on right now. He's pitch in for Brad Adam today. But it's still brought to you by uh, John Howie Steak, when nothing but the best will do. A $50 gift card to John Howie Steak. Uh, Curtis is going to say something here in this segment. It's going to be enlightening. And then we're going to ask you back at uh, 1230, if you're the first person to call in and give us the correct answer, you will win $50 uh, there to John Howie Steak. Uh, Curtis, and he joins us right now on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. Uh, Gas had a question for him. So we're talking about this big cornhole fight that erupted down in uh, in Georgia where people were probably drunk and they got into a dispute over cornhole at a charity tournament. And, and fists are flying, hands are getting thrown, and people are yelling and stopping. On. And and then pucks us up about, you know, well, Curtis uh, Crabtree, who's you know, been in a lot of fights in his life. And I'm like, you know, wait a minute. Now, Curtis is, in my estimation, we're not real close friends, but we've known each other for a long time. You're kind of a gentle soul in my mind. Have you ever been in a big altercation in your life? Have you ever had a big physical knockdown with somebody? Uh, Most of those have come uh, with my brother back when we were growing up, where we threw down a little bit. But yeah, there's an occasion or two where it's happened. Yeah, you've had some outside, because the sibling thing is different. That's within the confines of family. Even if it's Thanksgiving morning, you're allowed to slug somebody right in the nose if they deserve it. But you've had some outside of the family, huh? Um, Not so much. Uh, just in Brothers the was mainly the, the target most of the time. Well, wait a minute. Didn't you slug Aaron Levine one time? Yeah, remember? I want to say I saw uh, that on live TV. I'm, you went up and just dropped him like a bag of cement. Oh, we're not supposed to talk about that anymore. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, is, is, that, is that our legal guy again telling yeah, us we can't talk about we that? We can't talk about that. Sorry, right. sorry, Curtis. I, I would not want to push Curtis's buttons too much because I Nor think would I. Nor would I, I. I think you could snap. Now, again, I'm not saying you're like this person. I'm just saying you could you could respond like this person. Uh, but I could see a little Lenny in you of mice and men where you just turn around and like <laughs> grab one of our heads and rip it off. That's what I can see. That's why I don't poke you too much. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. Outside of the, I, I, outside of lacking the strength to do that, but yeah, yeah that's probably fair. I, I've misread you. So, which Seattle athlete over the last five years that you've covered, if you would you most like to take a big punch at? Oh, I know this. Oh, jeez, I don't know. Yo, yes, you um, do. Answer it. I, what are you talking about? In the last ten years, what Seattle okay, athlete would, if you oh. could have one free punch, who would you hit? Shawnee? Yeah, Sean Figgins. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Oh, right. I don't, we have that audio someplace. Do we have that anywhere? God, that's the all-time. Oh, all it's time. around. Yeah. It's the all-time. If you don't have it there, I've got it here. I, yeah. I don't remember what happened. Refresh my memory. Curtis, you tell the story. Uh, long story short, I think it was the second home game of the year. Figgins had already gone about 0 for 26 in the first week until he <laughs> broke the streak earlier in the game. Um. And me and Christian Capel went up to talk to him after the game because he did get a hit later on to see if I, it was encouraging. Going dumb question, next question. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't have. Come on, Feltsy. We I know that's in the system. Dumb question. Hold on a second. Dumb question. Next question. Feltsy, dumb question. Next question. question. Oh my God, that is I I that one. Oh, we have some. We have some. Okay, here it is. Here is a uh, Curtis and Christian Capel from the News Tribune going after Sean Figgins. That was a dumb question. Next one. Dumb question. Next one. <laughs> he said that like four, four or five times, right? It was twice. Twice. Was twice. Uh, so, Christian asked him about get, uh, breaking the 0 for 26 streak and if that 
would help get get him going. And it was dumb question, next question. And then I followed up because they'd missed a cutoff or something in the game. I said, you know, basically, what's your role on that? What was supposed to have? Dumb question, next question. And dumb question, when, uh, next one. There we yeah, go. exactly. So that's when uh, the PR guy, Jeff Evans, step in, stepped in and was like, hey, uh, this isn't going to go anywhere. And uh, so we just call it a day. Jeff Evans, a bulldog, former uh, working in the public relations department for the mayor. I, I think we're done here. I think yeah. we can move on. Yeah, that's, that's God, that's uh, funny. Well, you know what? You Your career has is, is worked out much better i think than, than sean figgins so definitely from that point on yeah absolutely um all right so uh curtis crabtree playing the role here of uh, uh brad adam uh john howie stake again when nothing but the best uh, will do all right the mariners head out on the road today there curtis we'll get in some seahawks too because obviously uh with the rookie minicamp or rookie camp uh, just wrapping up we'll throw a couple of questions at you about what you saw this past week. And for the Mariners, again, I know people are disappointed they lost the series, but whatever. It's their second series they they have lost. There certainly are some question marks about the team moving forward, specifically with the starters. But as a whole, right now, Curtis, where they find themselves, uh, they're, in a, they're in a great position. I think this is an ideal position that anybody who has been following the team for quite a while, you have to be obviously happy uh, with the start right now at 19 and 14. Oh, no question. I mean, to be five games over 500 with, uh, you know, Nelson Cruz and Ryan Healy already spending time on the disabled list and um, the the couple duds of starting pitching performances that you've had throughout the first month of the year, uh, the little, ro- you know, rotation of the fifth starter you've already had to deal with as well, uh, you know, with Erasmo Ramirez struggling and the spot start from Ariel Miranda and now Wade LeBlanc in there. The fact that they're five games over 500 is incredibly encouraging. Um, now, you know, the only two series they've lost this year are to their AL West rivals, who they're going to be fighting for, you know, a playoff spot one way or the other. So, you know, if you're looking for anything to, to be concerned about, that's probably one of them. But I think, I mean, we're, we're over a month into the season now. I think we're, we can be pretty clear in saying we know that they're not a bad team. They're a good team. It's just a matter of we don't know how, how good they are. And, you know, they certainly have their limitations because of the pitching and, you know, potentially a bullpen issue here or there. They don't have any particularly great left-handers in the bullpen right now. Pazos has been a little better recently. So that could be an issue as well. But there's certainly, because of the offense, reason to be optimistic that they can carry through pretty pretty consistently. And exciting to see uh, tonight what happens because we have talked, and I thought fairly so, that there was debate that, hey, Paxton's going to be the number one guy. He's your And then he came out, I thought, had a real pedestrian month of April, and then all of a sudden, whoa, did he dial it up last time out, and he certainly deserved a win. And, and I, I saw people saying, well, now he is the number one. They're not scoring runs for him. He's striking out 912 guys, and he can't get the win. Let's see now, Curtis, you, you, your hunch on him tonight. Does he Is he able to build on this and start? I'm not expecting him to have that many strikeouts again. If he does, that's great. But But do we see him build on that start tonight? Yeah, I think so because he t- he's t- he tends to be a bit of a streaky pitcher. Like when he finds a groove in it, he tends to ride it for a little bit. Mm. And then typically it's been like a little injury or a little issue here or there that's knocked him out of that groove and then forced him to try to find it again. But when he's in the groove, it typically stays that way for a little bit of time. And so I think there's a decent chance that he'll ride that here for at least a little bit. Um, I don't know if his fastball will have quite the same life it did in the last uh, start to where – he was able to to fool so many Angels hitters and and be such a a problem for them, but ultimately there's been stretches of his career where he goes for five six starts in a row where he's really on it, and so I think there's a decent chance he'll continue that. 
The great Curtis Crabtree joining us on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. Uh, is filling in for uh, Brad Adam today. It's uh, John Howie Steak brings you uh, this segment every single week. Uh, pitching matchups. We've got Paxton and Strowman tonight. You guys just talked about it. Paxton's coming off a great game. 16 Ks. Went into the seventh inning. Completed the seventh inning for the very first time. You got tomorrow. You got Wade LeBlanc and Garcia and then Mike Leake against J.A. Happ. The the uh, so the pitching matchups uh, it's it's a good pitching matchup I think for Seattle maybe other than than happen leak and leak's got to get it going I mean I think the one concern that I would have because I, I didn't ha- I felt good about Mike Leak more so than almost every guy on the roster but the one concerning thing about Mike Leak this year has been the number of walks I mean the guy who generally throughout his career has not had an issue with this and and so far on the season. ZRA's up around six. He's got uh, how many walks? He's got to end up having 15 walks already on the season. Now, that's something that obviously has got to improve for him moving forward. Yeah, that's been the one thing that's gotten him into trouble a little bit here. And um, certainly the thing is he, he's a grinder and that he can give you five, six, seven innings every time he goes out, and you know you're going to get the innings load from him. It just needs to be a tick cleaner than it's been so far. There's been stretched, a couple starts where he's looked really solid, um, but it's at, it's basically been right about that t- outside of the, the one start where he got bombed early. It's typically been um, where he's come around the lineup a third time. They just start to get to him a little bit. He ends up missing the plate a little bit more. Guys get on base, and then it starts to run into an issue here or there. So uh, it just needs to get cleaned up a little bit, but he he's still valuable to them in the fact sure. that he can eat innings, and that that's something that they need because because of their issues other elsewhere in the rotation. So um, they definitely need to to get that out of him, and he needs to clean up just a little bit more to where those walks don't become so much of an issue. Just a point of reference for people. I mean, last year in 31 games started almost 190 innings. He had 37 walks, and mm-hmm. he's got 15 already in 38 and two thirds. So I don't know. It's just been a been a weird thing this year for him that he he's been putting too many guys on base. Right. Clean, clean it up is a good yep. way of putting it. Yep. In the next month, Curtis, 24 of 32 against teams behind them in the standings right now and teams below 500. Now, that obviously can change. And You start what if in a schedule that far out, you can really end up looking foolish. But I guess my point would be the schedule is going to turn really difficult in the, in the middle of June. They start seeing the Red Sox and the Yankees. They've got the uh, Astros again and the Angels. This seems like a time to make some hay because if this club is you, you you brought up you know that the the two series they've lost have been to their AL West rivals. If that's where they are now, if the teams above them are still a little bit tough for them to get to get to, they got to take care of the teams behind them. How's that for a nice obvious piece of sports analysis? <laughs> well, well, guess uh, the fi- <laughs> the time away hasn't hasn't dampened that idea. Thank I you. guess so. Thank um, you. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. a gr- great observation. No, you're absolutely right. Though. I'm the best in the um, business. I think everybody agrees. <laughs> this is. Did you know they uh, fired me and hired Cliff Averill? Have you reported that yet? Uh, <laughs> have you been able to confirm I, that? <laughs> yeah, I, I have been. Um, yeah. I was a little surprised Cliff wasn't in there today. I was expecting him yeah. to be there. I tell you, you take he's, fifty bucks out of petty cash and you promise to pay it back, and then you don't, and they get all sideways about it. He's racing. Know. He's. I mean, Curtis. I don't know if you know this. He can't start because he's racing Bugattis and Lamborghinis across America, all to raise awareness for fiscal responsibility for athletes. Works for me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, nice stretch of the schedule for him, and this would be. I, I I think this will be a time where maybe we'll look back as the summer wears on, and if they're still in it. Go you know that this was the, they they came out of April hot and then they stayed hot in May when the schedule was still friendly. Yeah, that's that's what they need to try to do over this month. That's that's for sure. If it's a stretch uh, of games where they're playing, you know, AL Central teams that are pretty clearly quite poor. Um, you know, Texas and Oakland uh, are are not great. 
either they'll get a chance to run into them. Baltimore is horrendous, so they'll have to, you know, they'll get to see them at some point later on too. But they'll have to make their hay against those teams because because the fact that Houston, the Angels, Boston, and New York are as good as they are. They the fact that they they have been so good in those seven games against Cleveland. Oh, what do they go five and two in that stretch? Mm-hmm. That that's going to be a very important set of games, I think, when we look back at the season one way or another. Um, but those games against the top of the AL West and the AL East are going to be uh, difficult one way or another. So they're going to have to to do to do some damage here when they're not playing those teams. Curtis Crabtree joining us here on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline, filling in uh, for Brad Adam and his weekly visit. Uh, courtesy there of John Howie Steak. In fact, I mean, you're doing a hell of a job. Some would say even better than, than Brad can do here for John Howie Steak. Um, let's switch gears over to the Seahawks. They uh, just had their rookie camp this past weekend. I mean, it's we had fun with the selection of Michael Dixon, the punter out of Texas, but everything I read, uh, I wasn't out there, but everyone that did go out there and put their eyes on all the rookies, I, I think the one thing I heard the most was how good the punter was. And people couldn't believe how strong his leg was and what he could actually do uh, with the football. Was that your main takeaway from the weekend? Uh, I don't know if it was takeaway number one, but it was up there. Like, the dude hits bombs. Um, You know, we were standing on the practice field that's right up next against the lake there, and he's kicking on the side field to our right, basically, and I'm watching him kick it from the goal line to the opposing 20, you know, just hitting missiles. uh, And then it was the next day on Saturday where – all of a sudden, we're again, we're up on the berm. We're watching a different part of practice. I look over, and, oh, he's drop-kicking a ball 60 yards towards the upright and hitting the crossbar. It's like, what the heck is this? Um, and, and so, go ahead, Gus. Yeah, explain, because we were talking about this with Furness yesterday. Yeah. That they're in, and I, I vaguely know this, but there's I a remember this rule. Th- there's a rule in the NFL that you can fair catch a punt, you can drop kick from any right, drop kick a field goal, which you know, I mean, knowing the Hawks, they're looking for a way to exploit that. But that's a rule, right? It's not just a drop kick, but that's certainly one avenue that they could go with. It. It's it's a free kick, mm-hmm. um, so you know they 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 would get the chance that the the rule is you could you get an untimed down without any defensive pressure if you fair catch a. Uh, from the point of a fair catch. Mm-hmm. And so if you have an offense backed up and they punt it to you and you fair catch it, it doesn't even matter if the, the clock expires. You can get an untimed down and kick yeah. it I mean, uh, from, from anywhere. So Even if there's, there's yeah, if there's 20 seconds left in the half and somebody bombs a punt yeah. and, and then this guy's got this boomer leg, so why don't we try a free kick from the 35? See if he can kick it that far. It's unbe- I mean, he's going to do it. Furness said it yesterday. I mean, I will be disappointed if Carroll doesn't try this in the preseason right. with him because for people to understand, let's say they he they, you know they back they back an opponent up you know the goal line they they punt it away they they do a fair catch at the fifty at that point Dixon can go out there with a free kick right with no defense yeah. out there and it's worth three points if he can drop kick it into the in the, uh, through the goalpost that's worth three. Yeah, I mean, they could use Janikowski to do it, too. It doesn't have to be a drop kick scenario, and he's got a big leg, too. But that that rule does carry over, yeah. So you don't see it all that often for obvious reasons, but it it does come into play every once in a while. The way these guys like to be invented. Hey, speaking of Janikowski, foregone conclusion, he's the guy? Uh, I don't know for sure because he basically missed all of last season due to an injury, and so they've got Jason Myers still on the roster, too. Um, They'll... You know, actually, be a kicker competition for the first time since before Pete Carroll got here. Essentially, at this point, um, but 
I would think all things being equal that Janikowski wins the job if he's healthy enough to do it. I, I, I don't know, uh, other than I remember the, the, the glory days. Is he still a bit of a loose cannon? Is he still a, uh, or has he <laughs> dialed it back a little bit? He's like, he's in his forties now, I think. But it, what do we know about him in, in terms of his uh, willingness to go out and mix it up? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I don't know the guy yet. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't had a chance to talk to him, so I'm not sure what he's like. Uh, you know, only only been able to watch him from afar in Oakland through all these years, for sure. So I, I'm not sure yet. We'll have to figure out when, when we get a chance to be around him a little more. You know, back when the Seahawks were fun, and they allowed players to do weekly shows, and it was fun, and it really was ruined by the T.J. Hushmanzada, Deion Sanders, or not Deion Sanders, Deion Branch show. That, yeah, they, right. that was basically the end of it all. Right. Well, you might want to say ruined. I'm not sure. Uh... <laughs> It was highly entertaining because everyone was going after everyone. It was great. Millen, Furnace, everyone was in the crosshairs. What, what I wouldn't do to be the host of the Sebastian Janikowski show. Yeah, yeah. He just oh, seemed like a fun guy. Wouldn't that be a blast? Yeah. I mean, that would be awesome. Um, really quick, I, I yeah. did get a kick out of the fact that all three of those guys announced draft picks at the NFL draft uh, two weeks ago, too. Oh, they Lushman's did. Lushman Deion Branch, and... Uh, Nate Burleson were all there doing that. I, got, That's right. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't let that connection go by without getting a chuckle out of it. It really was the Burleson show, right? And then Branch and Hussonzada came on. That's right. It was the Nate Burleson show. Then those guys uh, uh, came on. Uh, Penny, uh, any other thoughts, observations from, from the minicamp? Uh, Penny and, and Green and all those guys? Yeah, I think Penny looks really smooth. Um, you know, really well built through the middle part of his body um, to where he's got a good frame to handle the running back load, it looks like, you know, obviously it's early at this point, you can't tell for sure, but he, he's pretty thick for his frame, um, but still moves really well and catches the ball nicely. Alex Magoo um, thought he looked really solid, uh, really good, quick arm, um, gets the ball out with some good zip and pretty accurate, so that was impressive to see. Um, you know, didn't see much about the linemen or anything. We already talked about Dixon, the punter. Um Outside of that, it's a little tough to say, but I think uh, Penny looks the part. Um, liked what I saw from him. Magoo looks solid, and we'll have to see how those other guys come along. Jamarco Jones didn't do much because he came in with a little bit of a knee tweak, and then Rasheem Green, Jacob Martin on the defensive line, tough to kind of see what they're doing. Um, so we'll, we'll go from there, but it was I, I thought there were some good, good first impressions made out there. Cliff Averill and Cam Chancellor have been kind of twisting in the wind for a while. We finally found out this week that Averill was waiting for the the ink to dry on his seven-figure deal with KJR <laughs> to come here. Chancellor is still out there. There's still some thought that he wants to try and play. He's got a, a tough injury he's trying to come back from. Is there any anything new there? We uh, Are the Hawks willing to kind of wait this out and see if there's a chance he could play again? What, what do you think is going to happen with him? Well, there's, uh, he has a, another scan, another test coming up, I think, sometime uh, in June uh, that will be pretty pivotal to figure out where he's at exactly. The the way I'd heard it kind of intimated was that, that you know, Cam's uh, issue was less certain than Cliff's was and that, you know, potentially given some time to, to see how it comes around, maybe there there's a change in the status. But up until this point, there hasn't necessarily been. But the, the thing is, because he signed a new contract last year, he's going to be a part of the roster one way or another um, this season. Uh, it just the way it'll play out, you know, he'd probably end up on the physically unable to perform list if he can't play because of this issue. Um, but certainly they'll have to figure out if he can or not. And I think they're just giving it time to see if it turns a corner at some point and, and starts to, to clear up whatever issue there was on uh, that they see when they look at it. Um, 
but uh, the, you know we won't know that until that scan comes through. Probably, and I think Carol said it was either late late June, early July, something like that. So that's what we kind of gotta to wait for and see where it's at at this point. Curtis, great stuff. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for uh, doing pitch in today for uh, Brad. Uh, we may catch up with you later in the week, but you enjoy your day. It's seventy seven uh, degrees today. I would hope uh, we would find and hear that you were on a golf course later this afternoon. Okay. Uh, I think there's a chance of it. There it is. Uh, Curtis Crabtree joining us there on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. Catch all his work up at sportsradiokjr.com. Give him a follow, at Curtis underscore Crabtree. And, and I was completely wrong, which is never a big shock to anybody who's listened over the years. <laughs> but if, if you're checking in Curtis to wherever he's going to go play today and you look at him sideways, he will not even no, think no. twice about taking a swing at you. I think you've got to push his buttons just enough, but I, I'm 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 not joking around. <laughs> you remember that scene when when Lenny he, he killed? Oh yeah, him yeah, yeah. That's part. Yeah, yeah, I I didn't think I thought Curtis was more a gentle yeah. soul. Turns out he's got a violent past. You've got to answer this next question for you. I just stumbled across something. Okay. Um, apparently, and you'll need to explain this to me. Okay. Being an Indiana boy, mm-hmm. apparently in Indiana, mm-hmm. not once but twice, yeah. you can be cited for drunk driving while on a lawnmower. I'll have that for you now. Back to Puckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. (laughs) We landed on the moon. Um, Indeed. Mariners and Blue Jays uh, tonight. They start up a three-game series. The Mariners on the road for seven games. got three against Detroit and then make it up with... uh, uh, Minnesota tonight's Paxton and Marcus uh, Stroman. Paxton, of course, coming off that 16 strikeout game. Wade LeBlanc tomorrow. Then it's Mike Leak to finish up that series in Toronto. And I don't know if it will include Toronto Blue Jays closer Roberto Osuna because he was arrested early this morning for assault on a woman, Ooh. according to Toronto police. Uh, police would not release further details of the alleged incident in order to protect the identity of the woman. The police report notes that Osuna, who was released from custody as a court appearance on June 18th, uh, 23 years old, ERA of 2.93, nine saves and 15 appearances this season. Now, so that's bad news. Yeah, I mean, and have they said, have they said for sure, is he, is he available tonight? Have they said... I, I now, I have not seen if he is available for tonight yet. Because, again, not to soft sell this as a, as a terrible charge, yeah. but, you know, there is, you know, a presumption. I mean, if, if they may decide, look, until the legal system runs its course. Well, this is always, especially when it involves this. It's like yeah. you are innocent until proven guilty, but now in the court of public opinion. It's flipped. It's flipped, absolutely. It's definitely flipped. But how would you like to be the Blue Jays right now? I'm not trying to make light of this, but right now the marketing department, promotions department is scrambling why, over there. Why is this? Thursday, mm-hmm. Thursday was, um, they were scheduled to give away 15,000 Osuna t-shirts before the game. Okay, I bet that gets scrapped. I'm I'm going to assume they're not giving yeah. away the fifteen thousand T-shirts on Thursday. They may get sent somewhere else. But he, he may end up, you know. Still, and, and again, it's ridiculous for us as as you know people watching the Mariners to immediately say, hey, "Does that mean he's available for the series or not?" But I mean, it's you know a natural thing. There are no real details on what happened, right? Uh, no other details as of yet. Um, happened uh, last night. Alleged was it la- allegedly last night that yeah, this happened? Well, I would assume so. He was he was booked into jail. He was arrested early this morning. Yeah, so, so something happened. Last night, so we yeah. don't know any of the details yet. So who knows? We'll, we'll see. We'll wait. But he may not be available uh, for this series, but we'll wait and see. All right. So uh, uh, again, another day. your home state of Indiana. I stumbled mm-hmm. across this story right when and I wasn't ignoring Curtis, but it just popped up on on my computer screen as yeah, I was you, talking. Your mind was wandering. You know, you could do two things at once. 
Uh, a sheriff's deputy was sent to uh, the 5600 5, block of East 100 North and Franklin around 5:15 mm-hmm. mm-hmm. after a caller said a man wearing a neon green shirt riding a red lawnmower pulled into his yard and began to mow his grass. <laughs> <laughs> the caller said he told the man to get off his property. <laughs> Franklin police officer spotted the man headed west on his lawnmower on Country Road 100 North. The man was identified by his driver's ID as Barry K. Ridge. Ridge told the sheriff's deputy that he had three beers about an hour ago. It's always three. Yeah. Oh, I had three. I had about three. You know what doc- You know what they say doctors do? They double whatever you tell them. Oh, that's why. When you're, you're, oh, when you're seeing your doctor. Everybody lies. When you're seeing your doctor yeah. and they say to you, okay, How Jason. How many drinks you have a week? You, you drink. And, get, and whatever you said, they say doctors tend to double what you tell them for your chart. I say two. It's every week. Yeah, so they say, well, for you, okay, 100. <laughs> have you ever smoked in your life? No, nope, never smoked in my life. Yeah. Uh, according to police report, Ridge's uh, Brett, so he only said he had three beers, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would assume in Indiana. Now, I'm just making an assumption here. Right. In Indiana, it's light beer. Right. Uh, you know, if if, you're, if I had to pick, I'd say he's drinking okay. a light beer because it's hot. But but it could be anything. I mean, it, they, it, they, it, they have other beers there. It, it could be. But let me just show you a picture. Does this guy look like a cap that's drinking craft beer or yeah, light beer? It's hard to say. Like yeah. a bush light. Yeah, yeah maybe. It's hard to say. I'm okay. not going to make any. I'm not gonna, okay. what, what was his BAC? That's what we're getting to here. That's what we're getting to. So he only had th- he said he only had three beers, mm-hmm. and it was an hour ago, and then he took a breath light. It, uh, he registered a .165. Well, well, the, everybody the, everybody has a different metabolism, <laughs> Puck. The legal limit, of course, uh, .08. Uh, he was arrested mm. on a preliminary charge of an OWI with a previous conviction. His lawnmower was also impounded. He's currently awaiting <laughs> trial on an OWI arrest from April 8, 2018, where he was reportedly on his lawnmower <laughs> well, wait, wait, in a for- Kroger parking lot causing a disturbance. And this was when? This, uh, like uh, a month ago. So this guy's got a thing. He gets drunk and he hops on his lawnmower. I'm, I'm assuming OWI is operating while intoxicated. Uh, operating while intoxicated. Yeah. Yes. So he's been arrested twice <laughs> and it's been a little over a month and a half well, of being uh, of being drunk on his riding lawnmower. I now, didn't know you could get it. I, I get a violation for this, but I guess you can. But here's the thing. This is the the real Hoosier thing about this because oh. I got to be honest. The guy calls the cops on him. Was he at least smart enough to let him get some of the lawn mowed? Yeah, that's the. Right? I, mean, I wouldn't call. I'd be like, well, let's keep an eye on this I idiot. I am so glad him. you went there because, yeah. hey, I like to mow my lawn, but if someone else is going to do it for me, <laughs> go ahead. I got home yesterday. I had to mow the lawn. It's ridiculous, <laughs> yeah. man. It's a lot of work. Is and this normal in Indiana? Funny you'd ask. <laughs> so uh, at a party, and I think we were in college, certainly, because oh. we would never have had beer as underage minors. Sure. Uh, we were at a party at my friend's house uh, one night. His parents are nowhere to be found. We're just a bunch of knuckleheads sitting there just oh. listening to music and creating problems. And it was about 3 in the morning. We heard a noise out in the garage, and we looked out, and one of the guys had gotten on the lawnmower and was driving was, and was taking it for a ride. Yeah, so, yeah, I guess I, I'm not sure if this is a thing in Indiana, but I will say I have some experience with this. It was not me on the lawnmower, but oh. it was another, another friend of mine who I'll be seeing later this summer who hopped on the lawnmower and was taking it for a ride. I wonder, though, I mean, he's on another person's lawn. Now, he's been arrested previously because he was at a Kroger park. I want to know what he was doing at the Kroger parking lot. See, there's no defense at the Kroger parking lot. That's just unsafe. But on another guy's lawn, I'm, yeah. I'm wondering, again, if you're looking out the window and you see it's like, oh, God, it's because they had to know the guy. It's a small town. Sure. This but, is the same idiot that was in the parking lot a month but ago. But here's my question to you, Gas. Can I not, if I had a lawn big enough for, I, know, I mm-hmm. have one friend that has a, a 
large enough lot that he has a riding lawnmower. Right. Can right. I not? I mean, can I not? Can he not ride around in his in his lawnmower and drink? If a police, it's, if a cop saw him, would he would he stop him and say, "No, I, you can't do that, sir"? Yeah, I mean, I guess the fact that he had driven down the highway to get there. But yeah, but how would you know? You know, I I, I don't know. It's that's an odd thing, isn't it? I'm drunk, so I'm going to get on the lawnmower and go oh. mow another guy's lawn. Well, I mean, listen, if I had a riding lawnmower, one of the things, I mean, you can't do it when you're pushing it. I mean, I guess you can, but, you know, that's kind of difficult. If you had a riding lawnmower, mm -hmm. I would be drinking the entire time. Why not? If you had a huge lawn, just a, a six-pack? That's a good question. So if you're out there and you're riding your lawnmower and you're having beers on a sunny day, can they get oh. you for operating while intoxicated yeah. in your own yard? I, but this guy's an know. idiot. Let's face it. This oh, guy's yes. a complete <laughs> boob. He is. And I mean, they have this happen twice. Now, all of a sudden, he's going to be doing the next chick shade lad for us. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, boy, when they caught me the second time on the lawnmower, we knew it was time for me to get help. Oh, that's the best part, man. It's, it's the fact that it happened within like a, a month of each other mm -hmm. that he got, a, that he got arrested twice. I wonder, is he married? Is he? What's oh, his deal? I don't know if he's What's his name married? again? Let's look his, him up on his, Facebook. Look, uh, Barry K. Ridge. Barry Barry K Ridge. K, you look him up. Three words. Yeah. Barry K Ridge. Let's take a look and see if there's a Facebook page. Oh, Barry K. Wikipedia. I want to know. I'd like to know the the. Uh, I'd like to know the the neighbor who called in. Like, I mean, why, why don't you just let Barry finish the whole? Well, thing? Well, we don't know. Maybe he did. <laughs> maybe maybe he did. Yeah. So uh, I, I I don't know. I can't. Doesn't look like there's much. This. God bless you. Yeah, that's funny. That is a good story. I, I mean, that's that's just we gotta get him to the coin. He's probably like, ah, you know, that's a sort of fight at a cornhole tournament. <laughs> so from that today, a guy being arrested twice in Indiana for uh, operating a vehicle while intoxicated, which is a lawnmower, and then the the uh, the brawl that broke out in Douglas County, Georgia, over a cornhole tournament, a fundraiser for. Leadership scholarship for high school students. Boy, we, we've covered it all today. It, it, we've yet to hit our quota of sports hot takes today, but we're getting closer. I don't know if you got the story at Newser.com, but they've identified that it was a Husky lawn tractor. <laughs> a Husky brand. Not, not spelled the same way as out here. H-U-S-K-E-E. Well, well I'm uh, I'm told, Gas, that we may, have, uh, we may have some breaking news tomorrow, or at least in terms of uh, something new, a new look for the Sounders. So anytime we have new information on a wow. new look for the Sounders... We go to the only guy that we trust in this business. Matt Johnson not around, so we said, what about Jackson Feltz? That's a come on, that's an old joke. It's yes, perfect. It Sounders Weekly host Jackson Feltz. Uh, his show is tonight, 7 to 8. We do it every single Tuesday. We got a little preview of what's going to be on the Jackson Feltz extravaganza. We'll do it next. Back to Puckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. Top of the hour, we'll do lunch with listeners. Your chance to win a gift card to the Other Coast Cafe, world's greatest sandwich shop. Locations, Ballard, Capitol Hill, and uh, and Queen Anne. The uh, Sounders have a game tomorrow. What uh, Kickoff, what, 4 o'clock right here on 950K, Jerry? The Dave Softy Mala Show interrupted for Sounders action tomorrow. How is Softy with that? Is he Because there was a day and age when Softy would be very mad. Because, like... In the old days, they had an afternoon guy here who would be dancing in the streets anytime there was any chance oh. for a play-by-play -play thing to cover his show. Oh, I th I think he's happy. I just saw him. He's, he's he was outside in the sports pit. I I think he's more than happy that the fact is that they are going to interrupt him. He's only doing a half an hour show tomorrow, and he's like, I'm immediately going to the golf course. Can I tell you when I reached peak gas man level, it was never greater for me than this in this business. There were. One year, there was like five games, maybe six, NBA playoff games where my show was preempted. And it was preempted 
for an NBA playoff game where the guy who was competing against me across the street was doing the play-by-play of the NBA play. Collabro and I oh, are in right. a death a death fight for ratings. We right. barely spoke to each other. We still don't. It's actually not true. <laughs> uh, and, and, and so we're out there, and all of a sudden I'm like, this is awesome. The NBA, they've lost him because his deal allows him to leave their show to go do NBA playoffs, and I'm getting him. It was the greatest moment oh. of my broadcast career. My rival is helping me and get ready. I never understood that decision from their part. You have the rights to it. He's calling the well, game, right? We actually had the rights it, then. That's yep. back when we had the records. But I was, thought they they had they had the first right of refusal. I thought no, and no, they no, passed no. On it. When they first flipped to to the sports talk format, Did we they not still have had ESPN right away? no. I don't think so. Not right away. And we still had some because there were some contractual things. We oh, still had the had games. It. it was that was like peak, the best time of my career. That's awesome. Because a he's about ten times more talented than me. B it's a live sports event, which I always think we should be carrying if sure. we can. And see, he and I are in this battle for ratings, and he's on my air helping uh, me get ratings. It oh, was great. It was. It, was I, it never got better than that for me. All right, so uh, Jackson, he joins us. Uh, he's 7 to 8 tonight, Sounders Weekly. You, you just see him over there. He's just chomping at the bed. Yeah. Like, he's just literally, can you shut up and stop talking? No, so I can no. Get, so I can get to my my show tonight. All right, so I'm to, I just saw this on Twitter. What's happening uh, tomorrow? So there's a big there's a big thought that Brian Schmetzer, who was on with Softy and Fain, uh, yesterday, um, broke some news that they're going to have a new lineup. Yeah, well, first off, you can listen to the podcast on uh, the iHeartRadio app. It's well, don't free. do it now. Uh, don't. Yeah, do it after the show ends. Uh, but he joined them and he said something interesting. We're kicking around a different formation. We need to figure out something. We need to figure out a way to be more goal dangerous. We've been kicking around some uh, some different things. Could be a four four two, could be a three five two. Now that talking about the formations, which is interesting because they are, have been running the four. Four two three one for a long time. That are formation. you following all this? I, I am. Okay. Puck, yeah, actually, yeah, Puck, yeah. You, you don't have to intervene. Okay. I'm just saying. I don't. It's That's all nice. over my head. So they've been running this same formation since Brian Schmetzer took over, which is a long time, and it helped. This formation change helped them go win the MLS Cup. It was very innovative at the time, but I, they're right now just lacking in the attack. They need to figure out a way to really just get a shot on goal. They had 34 open play crosses, I think 45 overall, and one shot on goal. And that is immensely disappointing. So you got to figure something out. Will Bruin talked about how frustrating it was after the game. He was very blunt. Uh, and a formation change makes a lot of sense for a lot of reasons. And it could mean Will Bruin and Clint Dempsey playing next to each other up top. But something needs to change. Something needs to be figured out because they just aren't scoring right now. Are you surprised that Morris's injury has been this, this, this booby trap thing that they haven't recovered from? I mean, it, it, they had some... Not a lot, obviously, but I thought they had some depth there. You know, I, I think I think there is an element of surprise there. But looking back, we shouldn't have been surprised. Looking at what, how, and Morris's stats last year, they they weren't all too amazing. And, and a lot of the Sounders staff, they will point to, well, look what Morris did last year. You know, we we can do things without him. Yeah, it's Morris's ability without creating those stats. It's his speed. Yeah. you know, when he's at the forward spot, you can put a ball over everybody's head, and Morris can just hit his best ability. And I've I've said this for years now. Jordan Morris's best ability is putting himself between the ball. And and the defender when he is out of position. He could be 10 yards back, and he'll find a way to get there. And he you know, he gives you, and you're kind of saying the same thing, he, what he gives you is a presence. He has right. become that. He's a big enough star. 
Is there any is there any fear that this injury is going to be? I mean, it's a, it's a year off, right? Yeah. I mean, I think I think the fear is this. The fear is that, and this is listen. This is just speculative, mm-hmm. but it's the element that it's an ACL injury, right. and we look at it in other sports, and that can influence speed. Jordan Morris's number one strength is speed, mm-hmm. so it could mean that Morris then has to switch a position. Is that I mean he has to play more forward or more winger? One of those has to have the the more priority for him going forward. Mm-hmm. That is still left to be seen. I asked Garth that a couple weeks ago, and he said we're getting way out in advance. Of this we're not even close to thinking about that. Is Garth on the show tomorrow? Uh, he is uh, tonight. Yeah, seven twenty-five. Uh, I have Andrew Harvey. Uh, he was the on the call for the Sanders game here on KJ. Going to be on the call tomorrow. Where's uh, Stretch at? So Stretch, he is on the Stretch is on the call tomorrow. As I as I read, yeah, uh, but Harvey was on the call on Saturday, so he'll be joining me uh, tonight. He's my co-host for the okay. show, so Garth will join us, and hopefully, uh, I'm still waiting to hear back. Hopefully, we are able to talk to Roger Levesque, uh, uh later in the show as well. Hopefully, about 7:45 on that. Okay. Who's who's he? Uh, Roger Levesque, yeah, sounder who, legend. Did he play for the sounder? <laughs> uh, yeah, Never he heard of him. Does, hey. he still, does he wear a kilt on the pitch? So tomorrow's tomorrow's <laughs> game's at four thirty. But what pregame starts at three uh, thirty? No, for, uh, kickoffs at four thirty. Pregame starts at uh, four o'clock. Uh, actually, pregame starts at ten. We're doing a three hour <laughs> pregame. Hey, can I ask you? Because well, why said is something... Softy only on for a half an hour tomorrow? He's it's show from three to four. Uh, He's on for an hour, it sounds yeah, like. He's on for an hour. He's on for an hour. Why are we only do a 30-minute pregame show? You should bump right into Ian's show. Go like Softy should hours. do a, some extra stuff. Yeah, you mentioned a guy with Clint Dempsey. Who is it? Will Clint? Bruin. Who? Will Bruin. Uh, Who? <laughs> You're mispronouncing his name. What's his name again? Was it six-time eight, national champion eight, Indiana? Eight-time eight national champion Indiana Hoosiers? That's what the right. hell's the matter with you? How often do we have to have this conversation? He's never going to learn. And then hey, who do they have on Sunday? Uh, to, uh, the, so Sunday they have Portland, which is big. And that really leads me into, I would like to direct we have, every, we have 20 seconds. I'd like to direct everybody really quickly to the Jackson KGR Twitter. The Portland Timbers. Uh, the Twitter's account just put out a, a tweet that is so incredibly laughable where they said uh, one of their players, Sebastian Blanco, never backs down. And the picture they attached to that tweet is a picture of Sebastian Blanco backing down to Christian Roldan. Horribly mm. embarrassing by the Portland Timbers mm. and, and just really well done. Sounders FC staff, uh, social media, you now have an easy road yeah. to winning this social media right, so battle this week. Sounders, That's our coverage. Right down the yeah. middle, veering to the left. <laughs> Sounders <laughs> Weekly uh, tonight, hosted by uh, the great Jackson Feltz. Yeah. Uh, from 7 to 8 o'clock right here on 950 KJR. All right, lunch with listeners coming up next. Uh, Curtis Calhoun, he's, he's chomping at the bit to update you on the top stories of the day. And then we will uh, chat with you on the phone lines. Uh, lunch with listeners brought to you by the Other Coast Cafe.